Scrooge Family Ghost by Todd Puccio, version, November 2022, Chapter 3, Part 2. On one fine weathered afternoon, Ebenezer brought his young nephew to the trading floor with him. They played an often-rehearsed gambit where Scrooge would loudly proffer some poor advice to his young assistant and then asked another trader to corroborate this advice. Sometimes they would, and other times they would correct Scrooge's advice. Freddy would engage this gentleman in further conversation about the business, feigning interest in this person's business acumen. The ruse, of course, was twofold, as Fred was instructed by his uncle. Ebenezer would learn better the kind of men he was dealing with, and also could distract them long enough to get a few bids and trades completed while they were speaking with Freddy. Today's activities were quite profitable, and Ebenezer decided to pay Freddy a little extra than usual for his assistance. On the way back to the counting house, Freddy tossed the tuppence into the cup of a beggar they often passed. Upon entering the counting house, Ebenezer became very cross at Freddy, asking him what had gotten into him to throw off some of his profits away into a beggar's cup. He curtly dismissed Fred from the counting house for the rest of the day. Freddy exited the business to find Mr. Marley outside the door in his usual way, eyeglasses upon his forehead, his hands fidgeting with his pipe. He usually excused himself from his desk whenever Ebenezer engaged in verbal disgust with Freddy or others. Freddy stopped and watched Mr. Marley for a moment while Marley was looking up the street towards the church that could be seen from Uncle Ebenezer's window and pushing his golden barley blend into his pipe. Freddy knew the name of that tobacco because he had been dispatched a few times to a local shop as errand boy to fetch a fresh supply for Mr. Marley. Marley must have sensed the boy's eyes upon him because he spoke to him. Your uncle has turned you out, has he? Freddy put his hands into his pockets and kicked some dirt. Yes, sir. He has. He got very cross at me for giving tuppence to a beggar, and just moments before he was slapping my back and praising me for being like a little Scrooge. Marley chuckled. <laughs> of course he did, because you acted like a Scrooge. Come again, sir? I should say, you acted like another Scrooge. Marley paused at Fred's confused look and continued in explanation. Oh, your mother, Fan. When you do a kindness, I consider perhaps that you remind him of your mother. Anything that reminds him of her makes him very cross. Fred considered the comment carefully for a moment. Yes, sir, I can see what you, th what you mean. Fred paused for another moment as he watched Marley take a few puffs from his pipe. Did you know her? Fred asked. Jacob looked down at the boy over his pipe. Yes, yes, I met your mother a few times. Your father, the Fezziwigs, uh, that lot must consider me the family usurper, the devil who lured Ebenezer away from them. Well, sir... It is true that you are not looked upon in a favorable light in their company. They often say that my uncle only takes counsel of two people, himself and Jacob Marley. But I can tell you this, 
my grandfather once told me that I should pray for you, for both of your sakes, and that my uncle is clear and strong-minded enough to be responsible for his own decisions in life. Hmm. Your grandfather was perhaps a wiser man than I give him credit for. He glanced back up the street towards the cathedral. The prayers, I am afraid, will be wasted on this miserable old sinner. Freddy began to reply, The Bible has a story about a widow and a judge. You needn't tell me about the Bible, young Freddy. My father is a preacher. He never gave me a choice in my life until I made the one choice to leave him and that moral nonsense behind. Freddy, abashed, I'm sorry, sir. Jacob paused, cleared his throat, and as some smoke exited between his lips, he spoke again. <clears throat> you have been given a choice here, Master Wilkins. Your father, in his wisdom, has set before you examples of how different men conduct themselves and their business. It is up to you to decide which lessons and examples you will keep for your own. You get to decide which kind of Scrooge you will be. Fred followed Marley's earlier gaze up the street. Marley regained his usual stern composure and placed his hand on Fred's back, pushing him into the street. On with you, boy! You've been turned out of Scrooge and Marley's counting house for the day. We will see you again at your next appointment. Fred, a bit disheartened, obeyed and walked down the street towards home. 